welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Mike Ozimovich is still MIA. Mm, AWOL. Now, Mike, uh, Mike will be back next week. He had to miss these two weeks for uh, taking care of business. Um, you know, we put him on paid sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Sabbatical. Uh, so here we are talking Dynasty Fantasy Football, week 11 in review. And what happened in week 11 that affects our Dynasty teams going forward. And we're getting close. We're getting close to the playoffs. Uh, it's inching up on us, man. This is time to either put up or shut up. How are your inches looking? Uh, mine are looking great. First place in my division in one dynasty league mm-hmm. and second place overall in the one that doesn't have divisions there you go so i got um i pretty much got my playoff spot locked up in both leagues it's good to make the playoffs yep absolutely i'm uh i'm uh i'm in there in you're our league in the league in our league yeah, yeah you're i'm in, in seven definitely in the league with the points it's uh mm-hmm. but my other two dynasty leagues i am in the playoffs and sometimes it, it crumble you know it falls like that it's you know you I think you said you had, like, the most points or something, too, right? Or, or yeah. is that a different league? No, I'm in, in one league, I'm in fifth place, and I have the most points. Yeah. And another league, I have the second most points. Yeah, we don't want to talk about me. Yeah, it comes down to those head-to-head matchups sometimes, and it, uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, it sucks when you always play the guy who has the most points. It just works out that way. Yeah. This yeah. week, ran into Mike Evans. Hey. Hmm. How'd he do? Uh, 40 points. Yeah, that's 39 point. 39 point, get out of my face, Rich. Yeah. It was, uh... It was a it was a fun week. It was one of those things I needed a big game out of Levy on Bell, which I got, but I needed a bigger just game. a little just bit. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got a lot, but just not enough. Yeah. Enough to have the second highest point score in the league. Just a but little you, bit bigger. Isn't it funny how it usually works out that way too? Like if you have the second high and highest and highest highest points in the league, it's it only works out if you got the highest points. Yeah, like two. I mean, two weeks ago, I lost to uh, somebody in our league. I had 177 points, which is a lot in just a standard PPR league. I mean, it's a ton. It should win you every week. And I lost to somebody who got like 190 points. Philly's defense. Yeah, Philly's defense. He texted me and yeah. he was like, "Hey, you think I have a chance?" Yeah. I'm like, "If you have a miracle, if you can get a miracle, I cursed your team that week." Yeah, you sure did. Nah, poop happens. Yeah. Let's get into week 11. Let's go all the way back to last Thursday when the Bills played the Dolphins. If anybody watched that game, yeah, you know, I was in and out. Yeah, it was just one of those games where... It's not an exciting matchup, you know, and it's Thursday night. People got things going on, so you can't always catch those <laughs> games. You know, the Bills, have uh, they've fallen off here a little bit. They started off strong. I mean, they're still 5-5, five and five, still in a playoff hunt. Kyle Orton uh, is horrible. He, he is what he is. I don't know what they were expecting when they, you know, they picked him up and, and threw him in the starting lineup. I mean, E.J. Manuel has no value whatsoever, correct? Not in my eyes, no. No, not in my eyes either. That's four eyes where he has no values. That's right. And we don't wear glasses, so there you go. No, I'm like 20, 25. I got pretty pretty decent vision. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're like the bionic man over there. Uh, yeah, 20, that. 25. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even sound right. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. I don't know what my vision is, but it's not 20, 25. All right. What's lower than that? Lots of stuff. Mm. <laughs> I got lots of stuff vision. All right. Uh, so, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to really go in, in there. I mean, everybody's had a game. You know, Lamar Miller. uh didn't go off, didn't go crazy. But it was nice to see him actually, you know, perform. There was a lot of questions coming into that week with his shoulder injury the week before. And he went in there and produced. So that's a good thing from uh, from his standpoint. 
Yeah, you know, you know, Miller led in rushing, Hartline led in receiving yards. Uh, Chris Hogan. Um, aberration type of game. I, I PPR guy. Yeah, but I mean, he's like the the Bills version of Brian Hartline. Pretty much. Yeah, but Hart- Brian Hartline, except for this year, for the last three to four years, has been one of the most underrated fantasy receivers in all of fantasy football. No, I mean like this year's Brian Hartline. Like, oh. Like once every five games, he'll, he'll be like fantasy relevant. Oh. You tricked me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to Jeez. reference that, you know, the old school Brian Hartline that would get 1,000 yards and 80 catches. I mean, in, in the big scheme of things, long term here out of both these teams, I mean, all you really want a piece of is probably Ryan Tannehill and Lamar Miller and Sammy Watkins. Um. Yes. I mean, Mike Wallace also. I mean, he had a down game, but he has been solid for the most part this year. I think he's been he – start, I, I feel like he started off strong. It's been kind of like ever since – for like six weeks now, it's been kind of like, ugh. That's how I've always felt on Mike Wallace. I mean, I mean I I'm I always think, the wrong guy to talk about Mike Wallace. I'm neither one of us like him. I, I mean, I just think it was one of those things that um, it was to the point where you couldn't ignore it earlier in the season. So, but I, yeah, he has come back down to earth a little bit. So if you want to start ignoring ignoring him again, just go ahead. I'll go back on my merry life ignoring uh, Mike Wallace. Sounds great. Uh, Patriots, Colts. Wow. I watched all of that game. Did you that I'm telling you, man, Rob Kronkowski, and I know yeah. we we argued in the beginning of the year, and I know Mike said he was biased about you know if Gronk was healthy, he's the number one overall tight end, not Jimmy Graham, right? And Mike's like, I'm not so sure. I was like, well, that's just my opinion, you right. know. And I, he's clearly shown he's the most dominant force in all of the NFL. I mean, he is literally, literally I mean, like I said before, he's a Shaquille O'Neal of the NFL, where. He did you see the did you see the game? Um, I I was in and out of that game as well. Did you see when Gronk scored his touchdown? I, I missed it. He just manhandled I, WWE yes, style, was, throwing people left and right, and then yeah. high steps it in there like he's like, oh, it, it was just he. I I mean, there's a lot of guys I enjoy watching play football, but Rob Gronkowski is one of my favorite people to watch play football because he's just so dominant, and him healthy is such like if I was doing a redraft league not a redraft but say you're doing a dynasty startup right rob gronkowski is somebody i'd take in the first round i agree um i mean you have to think it's a risky play just because his injuries i mean that's what it's always been about with him and he's such a big guy i mean people are gonna go for his knees more than not but i mean at least all his injuries too have always been different injuries you know it's not like he has this knee injury that keeps coming back to hurt him or a foot injury that keeps coming back i mean it's kind of all over the place. Right, and he missed a lot of time with, like, a forearm injury, which was, like, a break that never healed. So, I mean, that's not, like, something that's going to debilitate you or slow you really down. Nope. I mean, as long as you can wear a big stinking brace on your arm. Yeah, I mean, he's half robot. I mean, this guy's almost half robot at this point. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, Robin Krowski, I mean, another another dominant game. He's somebody that's going to win people championships on a consistent basis. And, he, he, and, again, like, when we talk about tight ends and how much of an advantage they give you, I mean, he, him and Jimmy Graham are clear examples. And right now it's, like, there's Rob Gronkowski and then everybody else. I agree. I mean, Jimmy Graham isn't having the best year ever. I think Jimmy Graham and Julius Thomas are having similar years where they're they're right around the same point total, and you know they they are good to go berserk every now and again, and they very rarely do nothing. But you know, at the same time, it's not the same type of. It's not that first round points that you're trying to like where we put them earlier. Like, are right, these are guys who are get you like twenty points a game every right, week? Right. They're not doing it. They're and not that, doing it this year. It was kind of shocking about Jimmy Graham. They were earlier in the. I mean, both the guys are dinged up right now, so it's hard to you ankle know, really, for. Yeah, 
it's really hard to to pin that on them and say you know that they're having a bad year or anything you know so yeah i mean it really is i mean it's jimmy graham and i mean uh rob Gronkowski and then everybody else which is surprising so if you have gronk you have such a big advantage over your opponents yeah i agree do you, you have any gronk shares in your dynasty leagues? i have zero man i have jimmy graham and i i have um julius thomas in both leagues i have julius thomas mm-hmm. and uh one with jimmy graham as well yeah he's somebody that if there's any and you had that, and there was this year, earlier in the year was the perfect time to try and get Gronk because that time is coming past. I mean, right now oh, you're, yeah, you're giving yeah. up your firstborn son in Dynasty to get Gronkowski on your roster. I mean, the price tag, and to me personally, whatever that price tag is, it's just about worth it in my eyes. I mean, if somebody said to you right now, like, what's Gronkowski's value? Where do you see? I mean, because right now, if you, obviously, if you had a Dynasty startup, you wouldn't take him number one overall, but he'd probably go somewhere around between eight, and 12 maybe even 7 and 12 right around there yeah i mean where it stands right now he's definitely a first rounder in the startup and and probably middle middle uh i wouldn't even say he's going to go like end of the round probably like 6 to 10 if it was a startup and it's weird how you view how you can view it too because if you had a startup you would take calvin johnson ahead of rob gronkowski i don't know that i would in most okay but most okay <laughs> in most leagues but that's what i'm saying if I have Rob Gronkowski in our Dynasty Nerds, mm-hmm. Dynasty League. And if the guy who has Calvin said, hey, I'll give you Calvin for Rob Gronkowski, I'd be like, no way, dude. Right. So I think, I think right now, I, don't, I think that would be a hard argument to make is to, to say that you take Calvin just uh, based on, like, age, and, and he seems to be wearing down a little bit. And I, but as I think of it, and I'm sitting here thinking now as a, as a Gronkowski owner, I literally – I don't think there's one single player – that somebody could offer me for Rob Gronkowski. No, I don't so say that. say I would take AJ Green number one overall in Dynasty, uh, just him for example. And AJ Green came owner came up to me and said, "Hey, I'll give you AJ Green straight for Rob Gronkowski." I'm like, "No, I can't do it, man. It's a fair value, but I just can't do it." Right, that comes down to personal preference, I think. At that point, I um, mean, it would depend on what else you had on your roster at the time. At, you know, I mean, you're not going to get rid of Rob Gronkowski if you had nothing at tight end and you're you're you know pretty decent at wide receiver, so. I mean, it's kind of hard to say yes, I would do that. No, but I would, I would probably go with AJ Green to be honest with that one. He's young enough and he's talented enough that I would. Gronkowski's young too. I know, but he's just been more banged up, and that's a little bit more of a risk. So. They've both been banged up this year. This year, Gr- Gronkowski's you know has a longer history. Of no, I hear you. So, and again, I guess like you said, it comes down to personal preference, right. and it's always hard when you do trades like that when you offset different positions because then you hurt yourself in one area and gain another into another area so unless you had somebody like a jordan cameron or julius thomas backing them up it wouldn't really make sense but again if you have that i would give it i would always try and trade the other guy i would be trying to trade julius thomas for maybe not you wouldn't be able to get aj green but maybe try and package like a julius thomas somebody else to get another receiver oh but yeah you could get like a jordy nelson for julius thomas something like that you know i mean that's the kind of guy i mean he's like right below well, I would, yeah see, i would do that in a second like to me that's like I would take Jordy. Uh, as soon as I would take Jordy Nelson as, as quick as I possibly could over Julius Thomas. My own personal, right? But I think that's feeling. close. You know, it's close. Yeah, I mean, because Jordy Nelson right now. I mean, like I said, we were talking before. Like, where does Jordy Nelson go in a startup league right now? And I said he'd be like late the first, and some leagues he might go early second. But again, that's where Julius Thomas doesn't go like mid second. Right. Um, and he's a free agent. We still got to see what he's going to do in the off season. Uh, another side of the ball with the Colts, Ahmad Bradshaw heading to IR again, yeah, yeah, ankle. That's, that's unfortunate, man. That's a big hit for them because now they're going to have to lean on um, 
uh, Trent Richardson, and we all know that he's you know he's not really the answer. He's not somebody you can lean on. No. Because mm. when you lean on him, what does he do? He goes down he for falls, a loss. Falls down. <laughs> uh, yeah, such a big hurt. I mean, Ahmad Bradshaw's had a really good year this year. Uh, kind of, he always has a good year when he plays. The problem is his feet just don't hold up in the NFL, and it's another another injury. Now he's going to find himself back on a roster again, and it, he's just somebody that you really can't trust. No, I mean that's kind of his mo. It's been his mo since forever. I mean, he always injures his feet or ankles. That's his kind of Achilles heel heel you know so whatever um they're they are apparently showing some interest in ben tate who was just cut today or you know i think it'd be a great signing for him yeah uh he's the complete opposite of trent richardson almost uh i like i not complete opposite i mean they're i would rather have ben tate than trent richardson but at the same time i'd rather have anybody than trent richardson so they need to do something at running back because trent they're going to find out real quick if they're going to make this strong push for the playoffs, that Trent Richardson is not going to be the guy that it could, they just rely on. Right. Uh, he's had enough. He's had enough chances, enough opportunity to show that he's just not a capable NFL running back. Right. Might, Even though his passing game has, he's picked up in the receiving game. Lately. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's always been. He's always had decent hands. So I, I mean, it's just a matter of utilizing him in that way. Um, Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. That is. Um, I don't know. I I think it would be a, a good, a decent signing for him at this point in the year. There's nothing really out there, so Ben Tate's probably the best you can get. You hope that he fits the scheme because he's really only been in the one scheme here in the NFL, the zone blocking scheme. Yeah. So I mean, if if you know if he goes there and he fits, he'll probably slide right into a role. And we'll see. I mean, maybe maybe that give him some motivation to do better because he's been he's been averaging like a one point six yards per carry to like the last couple games here in Cleveland. You know, last week he had I thought it was more than that, like like three or something. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, I mean, it, I don't think so because no, I know sure. this week he had two carries, which is weird because he was named captain. They go out there and they get two carries for minus nine yards. Yeah, I thought that was odd too. Everybody I told to start Ben Tate, I apologize. I thought, you know, I thought he was going to start. I thought because the way he was crying about it, I thought he was the, the team was going to give him an opportunity against his old team to show, hey, I'm here. Instead, he just went backwards and ended up the team. I mean, here in Cleveland, he's been whining to the reporters for the last three weeks. Right. Uh, I know I sent you a text message like a week ago or two weeks ago. I don't really see Ben Tate staying here much longer right, because right. he's really talking himself out of town. I mean, he's really been. I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I I would have agreed with you that you know like end of the year is a possibility. I didn't see like right here in the middle of the of the year getting cut. But see, it's been getting worse. I saw that in the year as like a no brainer. I thought he was gone right. for sure. And then again, he did again this week. You know, he kind of pouted again. And then the, the reports came out that he he tried to walk out of the locker room this week. Uh, you know, so him and Legarrette Blunt both on a free agent market. I don't see Blunt being signed. Uh, you know, Tate's contract is very. NFL friendly right now. I think a team would only have to pay him three hundred sixty thousand for the rest of the year too. So for him to clear waivers, going to be interesting to see where he goes. Like Indy makes sense. Uh, Oakland could possibly make sense for him there. Uh, Baltimore, man. I mean that's the same scheme that he's used to. Gary Kubiak's there as well. Baltimore does make sense down there. Possibly Miami. Uh, there's a couple spots they can use. I mean, there's a couple teams right there that we said that could kind of. Use a little bit of running back help. So what's up with the Steelers? Totally jocking the Browns and, and then go ahead and cut like totally the jocking day, the Browns. Like two hours later. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, div- div- hate division rival. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you're gonna cut your running back. Oh, we're gonna cut one too. Mm-hmm. Total jockers, man. 
Yeah, both got both had crybabies on their team. Both cut. It's it's pretty crazy when you see two running backs get cut in the same day, and then you get Adrian Peterson getting slapped on the wrist as well. And we'll see. I don't think Adrian Peterson plays the rest of the year. Do you? AP? No, I don't think so, man. Yeah. Um, I think this appeal is going to get drug out. I mean, I don't think they're going to let him play during it. There's some hope that he will play during the appeal, but I don't. I don't see how they let that happen. And if he does, I mean, if he gets a game, that doesn't. It's not doing him any favors, right? Yeah. Unless I mean, it's for your champion. dynasty league, he's on your championship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's in your. How about that? What if you came back and you get he gets cleared for week? <laughs> uh, like it's, it gets drug out. Yeah, see, it, it it won't happen that way. But that'd be funny if it did drag out. And he, oh, he plays week sixteen. That's it. Rushes. He's all pissed off. He runs for two hundred yards, four touchdowns. If I had to ask you just right now, uh, where does AP play next year? I know it's a tough question, but like just off the top of your head, where does Adrian Peterson play next year? <laughs> uh, it might have been just because you mentioned him, but the Raiders flashed in my brain for some reason. I don't think he'd go to the Raiders. I think he'd go. I think he'd want to go somewhere to win because he hasn't won in Minnesota. So I think he'd want to go somewhere to win. First place that strikes my head? Late on me, yeah. New England Patriots. Oh, you think? Wants to win. They need a running back this offseason. You know, Shane Vereen's a free agent. I, I, I know Jonas Gray just had uh, a godsend of a fantasy game, but, he, I mean, he, to me, he's still not going to be the answer. He ran well uh, versus Indy's defense, who's not a bad defense, but they can still be run on. And, you know, we'll see how he does this week versus Detroit's number one defense yeah yeah i mean i could see it i I mean i don't know i think that i don't know i don't know if him and bill would be best buddies why because he's gonna beat bill's kids uh, maybe you never it's know. a possibility yeah. yeah i don't know i mean obviously that's a huge i mean again it was just i just popped in my head too like where does ap play next year yeah. and the first place i thought of like you know well he would want to go somewhere that he could probably win i just because he's already got the money so he's going to want to win there's no point to go to the black hole and just kind of die out but anywhere he goes he doesn't make anybody better and i mean look he took minnesota to the playoffs right with uh i think he'd probably want to get closer to where he went to college and like go to houston or something like that yeah i mean possibility i mean maybe with aaron foster there if you want but i mean he's going to be the guy there aaron foster's paid he's not going to dallas with demarco murray there right i hope not for, for my <laughs> sake <laughs> well we'll see that's 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 a topic for another day right on. um eagles packers Jordan Matthews, another another great game with 170 yeah. receiving yards. And, uh, I mean, him in the slot where Mark Sanchez loves to throw that, you know, in the middle, up in the slot, and those quick, those quick passes, uh, it's, like, it's like butter for all Jordan Matthews owners from here and the rest of the year. I mean, the guy, again, he's somebody that we had as number three overall rookie coming in here, coming to the league, somebody we really liked coming out of Vanderbilt. And he's really come on strong the last couple of weeks with Mark Sanchez. Five catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Another, tw- you know, twenty-one point fantasy week game. Really like what he's doing. Some people thought it would like hurt Jer- Jeremy Macklin. What Sanchez did didn't hurt Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin had nine catches, ninety-three yards, and a touchdown. So both had really good games. Right, right. Uh, and I'm really gl- I'm, I, I like what I see out of Matthews. Matthews is going to be like a wide receiver too. I think now for here the rest of the playoff run. As long as Sanchez is in, I, I think you're right. I think they have really good chemistry. I mean. The touchdown pass that, that Jordan Matthews caught there was a nice little just like a screen play. And, you know, Riley Cooper is actually good at blocking and was out in front and, and totally took his man out of the play. So Jordan Matthews really only had to beat the one guy and, and took it in, man. It was a nice play. Yeah, Matthews is definitely on his way to becoming a lot. That's why I hope Macklin signs there because it's going to be a really good combination of Macklin oh, yeah. and, you know, Matthews. It's going to become one of the dynamic receiving cores in the NFL. And, We'll see what they're doing at quarterback because 
you know, I still don't think Sanchez is a long-term answer. We'll see. You know, there, there's all the reports of like, oh, Mark's, you know, Nick Foles, this, Nick, they're not too happy with Nick Foles, but I don't understand why, even though he's kind of started off the year. Eh. Right, right. That's, that's a technical term I want to give. The term. <laughs> eh. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Matthews is definitely, definitely on the way up. It, it, and we, we've been talking every week about these rookie receivers and how much, you know, him and, you know, Mike Evans. I mean, chill. Mike Evans. Yeah, I went berserk, man. Yeah, like I said, he cost me. <laughs> Jerk, Mike Evans. Uh, we knew that was possible. It, I mean, he he is shown exactly. if you, Again, how you could always make that argument before, like if you took him a bet above Sammy Watkins, which I would never do, with his size, his speed, his ability, for someone that's only been playing football for four years, he is well on his way to become an elite wide receiver one. Right. I I mean he's got the body type, he's got the skills and and I think I mean it's games like this that had people questioning I think who to take first, you know, cuz we all knew this was kind of possible. So I mean Mike Evans is a stud. Yeah, and doing it in Tampa Bay who is not a good football team. They're not honest with you. Yeah. And again, I mean Jordan Matthews is really good and he has a chance to be a wide receiver one. It, but it's like Mike Evans has a chance to be in that Des Bryant, Julio Jones category where he puts up, he's giving you 20 point games on a consistent basis. Right. Who's unstoppable in the red zone. Uh, and I know I, I went from <laughs> the Eagles, Green Bay to all the way over to what Mike Evans did. But again, just talking with these rookies here and Jordan Matthews again is Jordan Matthews, Mike Evans. They're all, they're all great. As we say every week, I'm sure we're born McCummins. After the guys gonna keep saying how great this rookie class is, it's gonna be. I mean, this one's gonna go down in history. So, I guess we can't talk about it quite enough. On other side of the ball, Randall Cobb had another solid game. Ten catches for 129 yards, no touchdown, but still another solid game. Just he's really just making himself money. Yep. Here with you know Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers, ugh, he's been unstoppable. He's how about that un- crazy stat? He hasn't thrown an interception at home in two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's amazing, dude. I, I mean. I've I've known that for a while though. Yeah, and there's I no mean, question about so it. Everyone talent. else. I yeah. mean, he told everybody to relax, and, and ever since then he's just been unstoppable. I mean, it, what he's doing is just it's just unreal. He's he's definitely the QB one uh, right now out there. And oh yeah, it, and it's it's great too because they're both one two like in a dynasty format of like where they would go. It'd be kind of like pick your point, you know, not your poison, but pick your love, uh, and. Right now, you know, Luck started off as the number one fantasy quarterback. He's the number one overall fantasy player. And Rodgers is really stepping his game up here to really put himself in that elite, elite numbers this year. And, again, somebody that's really going to come out there and win you some championships. And him and, and everybody else is going to benefit. I mean, even even Eddie Lacy is doing really well in the passing game lately. Oh, yeah. Three I mean, catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Did you see that touchdown catch? His touchdown catch? Yeah. I saw the highlight of it. Yeah, he just, like. It was he looked like what you were describing about Rob Gronkowski, just like totally bowling people over and, and just wouldn't, you know, big he kid. wouldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big kid. So he was getting paid dirt, man. Just bought awesome. his mama house. Well. Today. Or yesterday. He earned it. Yeah, he's uh he, he again, Eddie Lacey started the year off slow. It, 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 you know, once Rogers gets going, everybody gets going. I mean, when Rogers is playing this, there's no way you could stack the box, which is gonna be everything for Eddie Lacey. And in the rushing yards aren't there. He scored a touchdown this week on the, on the ground. He only had 10 carries, 69 yards. I'll take 6.9 yards per carry. Yeah, not and too shabby. It, again, when you have Rodgers, there's no, we, there's no 
there's no need to run the ball a lot when you have that kind of offense. And I would love to see what Eddie Lacy would do with 25 carries. There's no need to run the ball unless you're beating somebody like 50 to something, you know? Like, yeah. And then it's like, all right, yeah, let's let's call off the dogs. Let's run a little bit. And... Well, that's kind of a good thing, though, with Rodgers is you can get in those situations. Right, exactly. Uh, Rams, Cardinals, Michael Floyd finally had a bad uh, bounce-back game with two touchdowns. Yeah. I didn't think they'd, I didn't think they'd, uh, wait, it wasn't Rams Cardinals. It was a Rams, uh, it was the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals Lions. Lions. Sorry. Sorry about that. I was thinking about last week. Uh, so Michael Floyd came back with two touchdowns. Nice bounce back game with Drew yep. Stan. And again, I honestly didn't think that they were going to win. I thought, the, you know, I, in my start sit column last week, I put the Rams, uh, the, you know, I, I said, hey, sit Andre Ellington, sit Larry Fitzgerald, which Larry Fitzgerald turned out to be a good sit. And I was like, you just, it's going to be kind of hard to trust the Cardinals right now with Drew Stanton, and you have one of the top defenses in the NFL coming in. And meanwhile, they just came in and scored uh, how many points? Who? The Cardinals. Cardinals, 14. Yeah. 14. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. They, they didn't, it was only just those two touchdowns. Um, but Larry, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, obviously, he injured himself in that game, too. So his, yeah, his knee. Yeah. It was a, uh, Grade two MCL. He's gonna try to play through it, but I would going forward. I would, I would try to sit him, make sure that he's okay. Does this help Michael Floyd? I think so. I mean, it's a quarterback change too, you know. So that anything, anything's possible when quarterback change. You know, you don't really know who they have better chemistry with, and obviously, it looks like Michael Floyd and uh, Drew Stanton have pretty decent chemistry going. Yeah, I mean, it's always a good sign. Anything that you can as a Michael Floyd. Owner, you want to see some bounce back because it's been a bit disappointing year. Right, right. I'm not jumping ship by any means. Uh, I'm Michael Floyd. It's just hopefully next year is a big breakout year. Right. No, it was just he was hard to rely on there for a little bit. Similar. It seems like for whatever reason this offense um, can only support one big guy, and usually it's it's one of those things. It's in Bruce Arians' offense they can support two, maybe three guys. But for whatever reason, it seems like it's only one guy per week that's doing good. So it's kind of hard to rely on any of them or, or figure out which one to rely on, basically. And nobody in the Lions had a good week. Yeah. So, I, know, I mean. Man. I started Golden Tate, and he got me very little. Calvin had, Johnson had a small game. Right. They, they, they were bodying up on uh, Johnson, and, and they just didn't throw the ball to Tate very much. I think he only had, like, two targets and caught them both. Patrick Peterson's really stepped up his game from having a horrible beginning of the year. Right. So, yeah, I mean. The Cardinals have one of the best defenses in the league, so nothing to really worry about Calvin and aspect. He'll bounce back this week and have another good week. Uh, you want to answer some uh, Twitter questions? Sure, lay it on me, man. Always feel free to send your Twitter questions over to Dynasty Nerds, at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, and if you obviously miss us on these Twitter, you can, hit up, you can hit us up on Twitter at any time or get on DynastyNerds.com and get on the forum. We're always on there answering questions as well. Uh, first one from at that shifty bloke. Where do you rank Delaney Walker going forward? And if you trade him, what value can you expect to get back? Same for uh, Austin Severian Jenkins. Thanks. Uh, Delaney Walker, I mean, he's nicked up now. And he was doing, he was having an all right year, but I don't see him any, as anything more than like a two, like tight end two. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you didn't ship off high early when he was tearing it up in one of the top tight ends in the league, then you kind of missed a boat. That's like, that was like probably, we probably saw his ceiling come. And, his, and and go because right. he held that for like five weeks there. Right. So it was a really good selling point if you could. Anybody that needed tight end help to jump ship on that. Uh, 
because for the rest of the way, I see his value as somebody that's going to be hit and miss. Right. You know? I mean, they got they got a rookie quarterback now. That offense is probably going to be pretty up and down this for the remainder of the year. And Delaney Walker's probably going to be up and down, too. Yeah, and as far as Austin Severian Jenkins, I mean, he's somebody I definitely want to have a share of just because, you know, Mike Evans is doing really well over there. Vincent Jackson's not a long-term answer there. I'll be surprised if he's even on the team within two years. And, you know, tight ends take a little while to develop. Right. Severian Jenkins has had a flash here and there. And he's still got the size. So a young team that are they're gonna build around these young guys. We're gonna have a new quarterback next year. So Austin Severian Jenkins, I would not be selling just because I wouldn't get what I wanted. I mean, he was he probably went like middle to high second round in your rookie draft. So unless I was getting a high second round pick, I wouldn't even be selling. I, I mean, those are the type of guys that I don't sell. Like I'll I'll you get you get him in like the middle of the second round, and you hold on to him, and in like three or four years they pay off. Yeah, and that's you have to look at it like that. Definitely on this draft, because I feel like out of this draft it was so deep and so good. A right. middle of second round pick this year is a late first round pick in most years, so you're not even really getting fair value if you get the equal pick back. Right. In my so yeah, Austin Safarian Jenkins is somebody I'm holding on to. Uh, next one's from at Kyle Caesar. Would you trade Christine, Kristen Mike, or would you trade C Mike? So Kristen Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ruben Randall for Lynch and Dynasty. If you're in a playoff race with no good running backs, yes, yes, yeah. If you're if you're in a playoff race, absolutely. Again, the the whole point of this of playing fantasy football is to win and win the championship, right? And if Lynch never plays again and you win the championship this year because of Lynch, then it was well worth it. Uh, you are immortalized on that trophy forever, and no one can take that away from you. Yeah, and Ruben. Ruben Randall is somebody that I've never been a big fan of. Again, started year off strong, right? And right. he's kind of fizzled. Somebody I never liked his route running ability. Uh, just somebody I wasn't really a huge fan of ever. And he and I admitted, like I think like week five or something, like, hey, I'm wrong. You know, he's doing good. I'll admit that he's doing well. Uh, but somebody that I'm not big on long term whatsoever. And as far as Kristen Michael goes, I mean, he had all the hype in the world coming in this year, and even now. The hype still can continue because next year there's a chance Lynch won't be there, but there's no, that does not say Kristen Michael is going to be a good running back. I I agree. I mean it's it's trading an unproven running back that has a ton of potential, but I mean who knows if that potential is ever going to pan out, you know? And a and a a very replaceable wide receiver for a running back one. Yeah, you're getting a wide you're, you're getting rid of a wide receiver three for a potential running back, and you're getting one of the elite running backs in the league. And even if Lynch doesn't, even if they don't re-sign Lynch, he will go somewhere and at least start next year and probably still have at least one more good year in him. So, and again, the key word here is that you're in a playoff race with no good running backs. So you're not going to win without a good running back. So make that trade. Absolutely, I'd make that trade. without. I mean, you're not not losing much either is, is another side of it too. I mean, Christian Michael's just sitting on your bench, and Reuben Randall is a replaceable guy. Yeah. I mean, we talked about two, three-year windows anyway, so say right. Kristen Michael is good for two to three years, but you win a cha- Again, it's all about the championship right. and where you finish, you know? Right. So uh, we'll see how many credits you win. If you come in second place, hey, it's, it's worth it. You know, you, you, were, you were close. Right. Uh, so absolutely, yeah, we'd, make, we'd both make that trade. Next one from at Bravo788. Would you deal Julio in a deal that included Matthews? Well, hold on. If oh, here it's, there's a two part question. Okay, good. Yeah, because that was kind of thrown right. for loop. Would you deal Julio in a deal that included Matthews? If your backs are Gray, West, 
Hyde, Hill, and Vereen, and we start two. Who would be your every week backs? Is he talking oh, no, about there's two different questions. Okay, these are two different questions. He has two questions. So this is from Bravo78. First one's a little uh, broad, but it says, would you deal Julio in a deal that included Matthews? So I'm, I'm assuming he wrote Matthews. It's not Ryan Matthews. It's two T's, so it's Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. No. But where's the rest of the deal, I guess? Right. Yeah, that's way too vague. I mean, if it's a straight-up deal, hell no. No. I mean, you know, I mean, if it's Julio and a, you know, I mean, Matthews in a first for Julio? No. No. Still no. You're still still taking a gamble in the first. Right. You want Matthews to become Julio. Right. I mean, mean, it doesn't get much better than Julio, really. Right, that's what you're hoping Matthews becomes is Julio. Yeah, I I totally agree with what you just said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely no on that. Uh, If, yeah, again, Julio is one of those people that you got to be blown away to get rid of. You know, all those guys up there, you got to be blown away to kind of get those. It's kind of hard to get fair value value on those. Yeah, a lot of those guys aren't even tradable because you're just not going to get what you're looking for. Another one from Bravo 788 is, if your backs are Jonas Gray, Terrence West, Carlos Hyde, Jeremy Hill, and Shane Vereen, and we start two, who would be your every week backs? Uh, I mean, for me, you know, anytime that Gio's out, I'm putting Hill in there for sure. I, we'll get it, we'll, yeah. I want to get into him a little bit here when we get to the Cincinnati game. Uh, but in a, if, if not, in the meantime, I mean, I'm probably going Jonas Gray as of now and Terrence West. I think Terrence West now, especially with Ben Tate being gone, I think that clears up a little bit of that. So you can definitely rely on him a little bit more. But I think you got to play the Jonas Gray-Shane Marine game and, and go with what you think Bill Belichick's going to feature that week. If, yeah, if if they're going against a really strong run defense, like this week versus Detroit, I actually like Shane Vereen Shane more than Vereen, like Jonas Gray because they're going to be they're going to use they're going to be using Vereen on those like outlet passes and stuff like that a lot more. Well, let's let's get into some of these guys here. Let's let's let's, let's expand on Bravo 78, 788's question here. Dynasty long term, you named all young guys here, right? Jonas Gray, dynasty value after this big week. Does that really change your opinion of him? Uh, not really. I, I actually picked him up, um, after, uh, Ridley went down with the, with the ACL injury. I picked up, um, Gray off the waiver wire. Cause I, I saw him in the preseason. I think he looks good. I think he's a decent running back. Yeah. And I, I mean, he's a big guy. He he's a great. pounder. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I don't think it changes my view. Cause I kind of knew that he was capable. I didn't think he was going to, you know, obviously get four touchdowns and like 200 yards. But yeah. I mean, I, I knew that he was a capable NFL running back, basically. Yeah, and I mean, again, I'm just never, I'm never for a running back. I don't ever, after one game, I don't ever go, ooh. Right, exactly. You know, the next Emmett Smith, uh, I want to see more. Now, if he does it against, again, against Detroit, then I'm going to start to buy in here. And I agree with Matt. I mean, he's looked capable. In the preseason, he looked capable. Uh, but he doesn't look at anything that wows me. He runs hard. Oh, yeah. He runs strong. He's a, he's a, he's a big, strong guy, that's for sure. So, uh Long-term value, again, I'm not really sold right now. I'd have him as like a running back three. Because, again, it, I mean, it's, it, he's in New England, so it's a big. That's what I was just about to say. That was, that was going to be my exact point. It's so hard to rely on those guys to begin with. I mean, like, week to week, their whole game plan will change. They'll look like a completely different offense from one week to the next. So it's hard to rely on any of their running backs. The only guy you can really rely on in that team is Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Yeah, that's it. That's really it. Because other than that, it's like so game plan specific that you never know if they're going to get a second tight end involved. And Tim Wright, it's going to be Tim Wright's week to have a, an awesome week, or Brandon LaFell's week to have an awesome week, Julian or Edelman. Julian Edelman. 
Shane Vereen. Or Shane Vereen. You know, it's, it's just so hard to rely on any of those guys. So Jonas Gray, I mean, it's a great pickup to have just in case you need somebody and it's like a what the heck, maybe maybe he'll do something type of play every week. Yeah, and, and maybe he is the next great running back. Right. Maybe maybe he is. But as of right now, we it's too early to judge. I mean, obviously you want to own him in all formats. And right. if he's on your waiver where somebody you want to add, but just don't think all of a sudden you just scored pay dirt. I mean, we see this all the time with running backs. Uh, Terrence West, now that Ben Tate's gone, uh, they started Isaiah Correll this week. So, But it's obviously going to be a one-two tandem there. But at least you went from a situation where you couldn't, you really weren't nervous about all the Browns running backs. This is now going to officially make, I think, Isaiah Correll and Terrence West like low-end running back twos. Here's, here's how I see it. Um, I think they were giving Correll a, a pretty big shot this past weekend. And unfortunately for him, he fumbled the ball yeah. in a very crucial time again. in that game again. And he's had a history of it now, going back to the beginning of the year of, of coughing the ball up. And I don't think, I don't think they're going to be playing around anymore. I think this is it. I know they're, I, they think that they're, you know, obviously right now their season is in the balance. They, if they start losing more games now, they're out of the playoff race. So I think they're going to go with Terrence West. I, I think you can actually start Terrence on, West. I think you can rely on him, yeah. Remember, they traded up in the third round to get Terrence right. West. So there's something there they liked. Uh, Terrence West has looked good. Isaiah Krell has looked good. Krell, Krell looks more explosive than West, but at this point, West is more reliable with his hands. And what, Yeah, exactly. Both are shares you want long-term because I really think this is going to be – they're obviously both under contract for four years. So this is going to be the Browns' backfield for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And they both got probably next two years to get ahead of one or the other to really you know, solidify themselves as starting running backs. But if there's any way in the offseason you can get one of them, I mean, you absolutely want to do it because next year the Browns are likely probably going to draft a right tackle uh, to replace Mitchell Schwartz. Besides that, their offensive line is strong. When Alex Mack is in there, you know, it's a completely different offensive line, and they run significantly better. Josh Gordon's back, who's going to open things up for the run game and help the run game as well. There's no guarantee Jordan Cameron's going to be there next year. But, again, they're always going to be a run-first team as well. So both are good shares to have. Terrence West right now is, in, like you're right, he's probably startable as a running back to the rest of the way. I think so, unless something drastic happens in one of these games and Terrence West, you know, screws up as well. I think he's good to go for a while. Uh, Jeremy Hill, is, you know, he's, he's another guy you wrote about here. Now, Jeremy Hill, another another great game. 152 yards on the ground versus Saints. Uh, we go over that game, and you know, Gio Bernard has been out with a hit pointer, and the, the, the staff has really been talking up Jeremy Hill. I mean, Mar- Coach, Coach Marvin Lewis came out this week, and he, he, he said, he's like, hey, you know, he'll be more and more impressive as he goes along. He's, he called him a very complete player. And he fits Hugh Jackson's scheme very, very well, man. Um, you I, know, I, not, can I touch on that for a second? Yeah. I think that was something that I kind of undervalued going into this year, that the uh, the coordinator switch would be such a big deal for the running backs. I guess I didn't – I guess I never, like, honed in on that. But, I mean, I think I, I, think I was wrong. I think I – think, Jeremy Hill is obviously a better fit for this type of offense, and, and I think you're right on that. So. I, know, I mean, in the beginning of the year, I was all on Jeremy Hill. I like I was really big on him before the whole before he even got drafted. He was one of my t- upper running backs that I liked a lot coming out of LSU. And uh, you know, I you guys, you and Mike thought I was a little kind of off my rocker, saying, "Hey, this guy's going to do pretty well right. this year. He's probably going to get." I was wrong about the double digit touchdowns, but 
again, he is doing well. He you is, know, his, yeah, he is. his 152 yards raises his average to 4.92 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, fits the system really well. Did you, and now I watched it over. He made he had a, his on a 62 yard run. I'll show you after the podcast the replay of it. It was so beautiful. His one cut juke move to hit back in a hole and cut left upfield was a thing of beauty. I mean, he's a big back that has speed yep. that can move. I mean, again, I want to show you this if I could find it. But no, I saw it. I you saw did see it. it? Yeah. yeah, it was a thing of beauty, it and uh, it's this, this is going to hurt. And I wrote, well, it's going to hurt Geo owners some. Oh, it's totally, it's definitely going to hurt them. But Geo's, but Geo's strong point, I wrote about it on DynastyNerds.com. If you read, read my Week 11 Roundup article yesterday, if you haven't, get on DynastyNerds.com and read it. Read my articles every week because, well, they're fantastic. They are great. Uh, but, you know, Geo Bernard's main value is in the passing game regardless. Right. They, they complement each other well. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, your, Gio Bernard was never going to score you a crap load of points on his rushing yards. He's going to catch you seven, eight balls for 100 yards. Right. So it's kind of like Gio Bernard's a nice compliment. He'll get like 34, 40 yards rushing, but he, you know he's like a wide receiver you get to start in your running back column. Right. So does it hurt Gio? Yes. But from now on, there's no way you can no, go back to doing what you were doing before where Jeremy Gio Bernard was getting the goal line carries. Right, yeah. I don't. See and Hill only getting like five carries. I think it's going to go exactly where I saw it going in the beginning of the year. I said in the beginning of the year, this is a guy that's going to deserve and get 10 to 14 carries a game. And he's going to average about, I told you know, I said, I said he's going to average about four yards a carry, four and a half yards a carry. And he's going he's to score touchdowns. So he's going to put himself in running back two numbers. I agree, man. I, 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 was, I was off on that one. So Jeremy Hill is, I mean, he's just doing better than I thought he would. I, I, from what I saw in tape from college, I just, I mean, I didn't see it transitioning. Yeah, he NFL. was. And uh, it is, so I, I, I was wrong. And, and I remember when he did get drafted bang, by the Bengals, I was saying when I came on the podcast, I said, oh, I'm a little depressed because Jeremy Hill was somebody that I liked a lot, mm-hmm. who I was looking to get in the second round, you know, later, and it was, I didn't end up getting him. But he's somebody that I wanted to get shares of, and I wasn't able to get shares of him. But he's somebody I liked. That I thought would be a sneaky guy and get because I really liked, and it ends up not being the case. Because it, 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 sh- it shocked me that he was the second running back taken. And he, the next guy we're going to talk about here for a second, but you know he went ahead of Carlos Hyde, who was all of our number one running back coming into uh, the year. Well, most of us. Not mine. Not yours. Not y- yours. Uh, not Yen's. Not yours. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like when he went number two to the Bengals of all places, I was like, well, wow. You know, because he was somebody I liked. I'm like, well, I guess other people like him too. Right, right. Um, Carlos Hyde, another guy he mentioned, Bravo here, mentioned here. Uh, his value, he's somebody I really like in 2015 a lot. I completely agree, yeah. I think he's an NFL back. He's, in, he's on a run. Anytime Colin Kaepernick's your quarterback, you're going to be a run first team in my eyes. And they have a good offensive line. I think Carlos Hyde is going to be one of those guys that's going to be a steal. Next year, if there's any way you can get Carlos Hyde shares this year, I'd be trying to do it. Again, if, if there's a team trying to make a playoff push now and they need a running back now and they're Hyde owners, I'm trying to sell my older running back to get a piece of Hyde straight up. You know, that's the way I'm looking. If I had a Marshawn Lynch, I'm like, all right, give me Carlos Hyde and a pick, yep. a high pick. Yeah, similar to that Christine Michael type of thing, except for, you know, Christine Michael and Ruben Randall for, for Lynch. You could, you know, switch out that Ruben Randall and, uh, 
for Kristen, yeah, for Kristen Michael and uh, Carlos yeah, Hyde. I mean, Carlos Hyde and, and, and like a pick instead of. Instead of, hey, how about you keep Ruben Randall? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just give me a yeah. I'm not a garbage collector over here, man. <laughs> uh, just give me give me uh, Carlos Hyde. But yeah, Carlos Hyde, again, he's somebody that I'm really buying shares on if I can. If, he, if he's obtainable, of course. Uh, he's somebody that, again, I think in 2015, he's going to be a top 10 fantasy running back. My theory, sticking to it. It might be 2016 before he's top 10. Frank might hang around a little bit, but. Oh, I think Frank Gore is not hanging around anywhere. No. Nope. Let dying. me shake my magic eight ball over here. No, no. Outlook is Will Carlos good. Hyde be a top 10 fantasy running back in 2015? Rich, you are a genius. Oh, know. wow. The, it's a very personalized eight ball you have there. <laughs> Every side says, Rich, <laughs> you are a genius. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, and another guy was Shane Vereen. He's a free agent. We'll see what happens to him. Uh, Again, he's going to have to, you know, maybe if he went to the Colts to take over Ahmad Bradshaw role, then he's his value is going to strictly determine where he goes and where he is on a depth chart going forward. Right. Uh, let's say we had one more question on here. Let me uh, go back to it since we kind of got jo- off the Twitter questions here. Uh, this one's a little bit longer as well. Uh, this, discuss- this is one comes from at Vicarian1. Discussion question for your podcast. First year Dynasty League. If you have a handcuffable running back, but do not own the handcuff. What range of players or picks would you give up for the handcuff? Guys like Niles Davis, Joseph Randall, Jeremy Hill, Alfred Blue, etc. You know, inside on the handcuff topic would be very helpful since it could be a huge advantage to own that player if you had the lead running back. This is something we've discussed before in the podcast yeah, sure where, you know, in redraft leagues, it's not a, as ideal to have handcuffed running backs because you're limited on roster space, where in dynasty formats and you have a good enough league you absolutely want your handcuffs right i mean it depends on it depends on the guy yes you know if if you got an elite guy and 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 their backup has proven to be a decent fill-in a la niles davis like you said joseph randall um so i was gonna say i was gonna say that he had two good examples in there like you know niles davis and jeremy hill and then there's like joseph randall like I would give up for Niles Davis. I'd give up a two. For Jeremy Hill, I'd give up a late first, personally. Well, I think Jeremy Hill has some standalone value as well. So yeah. So he's different, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, and you you get the Joseph Randall. Like, what would you give up for Joseph Randall if I have Demarco Murray, a third? I that yeah, but he's carrying your team right now, and Joseph Randall will pick up a lot of that slack so, if he goes down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, th- I mean, would you? I wouldn't give up a second for Joseph no, Randall. Definitely not. But I'd give up a third. There's varying ranges for all these guys, for sure. So um, you can't for, just blame for most it. running backs. I'd almost give up like a. And, and, and knowing that he's not just like a flash of the pan guy who's gonna be here for one year, I'd probably give up a third round pick if I really if I give. Like it depends on your other running backs you too. You have you know if you have four startable running backs, then no need to handcuff. Yeah, no need to handcuff as right. much. And again, it all depends on how good that player is. And if you approach your drafts, you know, accordingly, these are guys you could probably get in your draft anyways. You know, like Niles Davis could be like a late second-round pick or third-round pick in rookie drafts. Uh, Niles Davis, when I when I got him, I think I got him like end of the third round or something Yeah, like so, I mean, because you got to remember, a lot of these guys get drafted and nobody wants to really waste a high draft pick on them because they, they're in, you know, they're behind Jamal Charles. They're in purgatory. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like there's they're in no man's land. So... The only people they really have value to are you. Right. Now, it comes to a point where, hey, I'm going to draft this guy because the value is there because injuries do happen. But, again, I mean, those are you should, you should always plan ahead in your drafts 
never forced to issue. Right, yeah. You don't want to be picking a guy around too early. Yeah, but if it's a couple spots too early to handcuff your guy, yeah, no and, and it's right. close, say you have him at, you know, 28, uh, or you say you have him at, you're at pick, like, 21. Right. Uh, you know, late second. And you have him at, like, 36. You know, those guys, okay, you know what, I'm going to take, take this guy. I'm going to take, who, you know, who's here. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I see the handcuffable guy. I mean, again, each value is different for each guy. It but definitely depends on the, on the guy. And it all depends on your running backs. But if you only have three startable running backs, then the handcuffs become way more important. I agree. <laughs> Let's just touch on this real quick, too. And, you know, big blow to the number one overall likely dynasty pick. Two, two big things we talk about here real quick. Todd Gurley tears his ACL. Huge shame. Out, probably going to miss the first couple of weeks of training camp here. Uh, Bet you wish he was still suspended. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 what, a, what a bummer, man, because the guy is terrific. Will he bounce back? I hope so. Hope so. Oh, yeah, hopefully. But, you know, you go from the number one overall probably likely rookie pick to where do you see him now, late first? It, I mean, that, I, there's, a long, there's a long time between now and then, man. So, I mean, he could go still middle of the first if he, if he rehabs pretty quick and, and gets – it depends on where he gets picked, man. I tell you what, if I have any like, if I have any mid round picks and he's on the board, and again, a lot changes from here. Right. I'm sure I'm gonna fall in love. There's so many good receivers too, you know, Devontae Parker and Mari Cooper and Kevin White and these guys, and you know, even the running backs. Uh, it's gonna be you know, eh, you know, I might not take a risk on him when I get somebody <laughs> like, you know, uh, Kevin White. But yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna cause him to slip a little bit where you might get really good value. And how about Melvin Gordon? Breaking the FBS record. Ridiculous. What did he, did he have 409? 409. I yeah, think he, LT was 408, right? Beating my all-time great. Yep. My all-time fave, LT. Um, and I was at my uh, sister's basketball. I went away to go watch her play basketball in another state, and uh, I was following it online. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. Yeah. He, has more, he has more touchdowns and yards than Trent Richardson in three quarters <laughs> in a year, you know? <laughs> Uh, but I mean, for somebody that was kind of the clear cut number two running back is now possibly solidified himself as a number one overall rookie pick. I I mean, unless you need receiver and you go Amari Cooper, like I said, there's a lot of time between now and then, but yeah, it looks great right now. Just want to, I mean, I, I mean, I know we don't really hit on college during the season too much, but those are two big names that had two big significant swings, basically both in opposite ways. Yeah, and related, complete opposite ways. And related, you know, to each other as well as, as far as just their, why they were moving, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, you might get good value now on Todd Gurley, and you're not going to get good value on Melvin Gordon. And no. what stinks, too, is, like, I was thinking about, I was like, all right, I was like, Todd Gurley would probably go one. Mari Cooper would probably go two, which it's way easier to trade up to three than it is one or two. And I was like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move up and get Melvin Gordon. I'm going to do whatever it's I can. Hard, it's hard no matter what, though, if there's a good player there. It is hard to move up. Everybody wants, you know, they want everything. for. The, yeah. what, what, those guys it's easy are, to talk until it comes draft time, and they know, like, I can get Melvin Gordon. Those guys in the top three are bad. I mean, they're there for a reason. Who do you, they need good players. Melvin Gordon's like, what do you want for the three picks so I can get Melvin Gordon? I want DeMarco Murray <laughs> in your second. <laughs> what? I'll give you what? Get out of here. Uh, so, um, all right, let's get back to some of these NFL games real quick because we're running out of time. Uh, Brandon Cooks for the Saints. You know, we, we talked on that uh, Bengals game where Jeremy Hill had another big game. Good to see A.J. Green bounce back with 127 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Brandon Cooks, out for the year, out designated year. IR. 
Yeah, broke his thumb. Um, didn't look. I mean, didn't seem that serious. He played through it for the remainder of the game, and then boom! Now all of a sudden he's on IR. So to me, it caught me off guard. Yeah, because he was like, yeah. he played the game, and they're like, oh, he broke his thumb. I'm like what? And I'm a Cooks owner, so I'm right. like, what? Yep. I'm an owner in redraft. I'm an owner in dynasty. Caught me off guard, and now he's like out for. I saw it was like four or six weeks. I'm like, wow. They're yeah. gonna put him on IR, put and then right, sure enough, today he goes on IR. Put him right back down on that taxi squad. Opens up a roster spot for you though. I need him. I don't need a roster <laughs> spot on there. I mean, it's not a huge. But I got Eric Decker. I was, I, I mean, I was, I was using him and, and Eric Decker, kind of streaming uh, him. Yeah, and Reggie Wayne. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not a huge blow to me or anything like that. But it's 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 still disappointing because yeah. he was having a really good rookie right, year. Right. But I mean, the whole Saints in a hole are having a bad year there, uh, except for Mark Ingram. I mean, even Drew Brees isn't having the year he's normally having. Yeah. So yeah, Brandon Cooks on the IR. Nothing to worry about. He'll still be a. He's still somebody you could build your roster around. He's not somebody you want to trade away. I agree, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, uh, Bishop Sankey scored a touchdown. If you want to move over to that Texans-Titans uh, game. Sure, yeah. Um, Ken Wisenhunt just came out and said that he was impressed with Bishop, Shank- Bishop Sankey's, Bishop Ranky's running, even though he only managed like There's three not points. Titans-Texans, yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry about the Texans-Browns, but that, Titans. I, I knew what you were talking about. Uh, the Titans game. <laughs> I keep jumping back. Yeah, Titans-Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's starting to come along. I think he's getting like getting acclimated, and and more importantly, Wizenhunt's getting more comfortable with him. So he's gonna. I think he's gonna let him play a little bit more. But I just, I'm not sure why they're not running him more. I mean, you would think you'd try to help out your rookie uh, quarterback yeah. by running the ball a little bit more. But they should run the ball sixty percent of the time. Right. They're just not doing it. I mean, not. everybody else is disappointment. They should probably. I see them drafting a receiver. I see them in Amari Cooper sweepstakes, to be honest with you. Uh, Justin Hunter hasn't broken out like we wished he would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Washington's just another guy. Yep. Kendall Wright's, honestly, to me, he's he's slightly better than just another guy. Yeah. He'd be really good in Denver. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be, but. Right, right. It, it, I, I don't know. I've never been a Kendall Wright fan, so it's kind of hard for me to really say he'd be better. He's He's good. He's not great. Um, all right. What about Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell, man, two hundred yards, rumbling all over, looking there, good yeah. too. Again, I mean, he's just he just glides on that field. He's like a Josh Gordon of running backs, right? The way he just runs across the field. Let's not get out of control here. I'm getting out of control <laughs> with your Le'Veon. I'm taking Bell. my shirt off with your Le'Veon Bell love. Uh, I don't, I don't have Le'Veon Bell love. I just think he's a real. I mean, when it comes to dynasty running backs, he is in the upper echelon of running backs. I mean, how much egg do I have on my face when in our one dynasty league where I traded Monty Ball, Le'Veon Bell straight up before the season started? Yeah, it looks bad, man. Yeah, poop on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look great on that one. How, Speak- you, how you doing in that league? <laughs> the only thing good about that league is I have LaShawn McCoy, Andre Ellington, Eddie Lacy, Joyke Bell. I mean, I'm loaded at running back, so it's not really like it doesn't hurt me. It but, still hurts. But poop on me. Yeah, it still hurts, man. No, it hurts. Uh uh-huh. It's kind of hard. Yeah, then when Green, Monty Ball comes back and hurts his groin first play. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Another two or three weeks. Hurts I'm, my groin, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kick in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah. But, Monty, I mean, Le'Veon Bell right now is in, if you're going, okay, if you had to have right now, week 11, I offer, I say, pick one right now, LaShawn McCoy or Le'Veon Bell. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. That's easy for this year. Crazy, isn't it? No, I'm talking about going forward though for dynasty dynasty form, format. Starting here, starting this year, like week eleven, you had to pick one right now. Somebody said, "Hey, um, I'll offer you a trade. Give me your first round pick, whatever, blah blah." blah. And you gave either Lashawn McCoy or Le'Veon Bell. Pick which which one do you want? 
That's a little harder. I thought you were just talking about this year. I nope. must have missed that part of the question. Um, for, for for here going forward. Uh, give me give me McCoy. Give me McCoy. Yeah, it's and, really close though. It is really close. I'd it, for me again. I mean, I know I have McCoy is probably my number one running back in my rankings, which I'll probably have to update here this week. But I mean, if I it, I'd almost want to take Belt youth you usage. Bell is probably your best long term value. I know we use a two to three year window here, but again, I mean, McCoy is just you, you never they drop off so quickly. His the way he's been all year long has to worry you a little bit. Their offensive line's been so banged up there, though. I, I mean, understand they're that. They're starting to get healthy now, and but, he's starting to look better. But every year that goes by is another year that you're, you're ready to fall off the cliff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, it's close. I mean, again, I'm not saying, oh, McCoy's that. I mean, yeah, but. He's an elite running back. We're now right. talking Le'Veon Bell and Sean McCoy in the same year. category. Right. Is, my, is the main point here. I agree that they're, they're close. Um, Ryan Mallett made his first start against the Browns. I was going to say that. Yeah, he looked pretty decent, but, you know. Hard to tell because the Browns are playing so crappy. Yeah, their defense is not very good. Yeah. I want to see another week, but maybe maybe Zanster in Houston. Maybe he's not. I'll tell you what. I mean, it was nice because obviously we're Browns fans, so we got to watch that entire game. Um, He has got some crazy zip on the throws, man. He's got a really strong He arm. has got a, I mean, it was cold there. It was, it was, you know, not the best weather, and he was just zipping balls, man. It looked like guys were kind of almost surprised sometimes the ball's getting there so quick. Maybe this is a swing for them because they yeah. have a good old line. Right. You know, and he did this without, you know, Aaron Foster. He's got two good receivers in DeAndre Hopkins and Andre Johnson. And he was, and he was, he was kind of feeding uh, Andre Johnson earlier in that game, yeah. too, before uh, Hayden kind of put the lockdown on him there after a while, but. If you're a mallet owner, or if you, you know, it's a good. At least you have some kind of upside here now, where you have a possibility because you have five more games. I've been, I've been sitting on him for since his rookie year, so I, I mean, it was nice to see him actually perform. And he he had total control of that offense. You know, he knew that thing like the back of his hand, which is great. I mean, the guy just got traded there a little bit ago. Obviously, he's been in that system forever, but. He, I mean, he was running the no huddle stuff, the hurry up, everything, man. And he's in a good situation because the team's yep. not horrible. Right. So, I mean, they're five and five, I, I believe, right? Yeah. So there's, yeah. yeah, they're five and five, and he's not in a horrible situation too. So, I mean, Mallet might be again. You don't con- jump to conclusions because of one game, but again, that's somebody that you want to keep your eye on. He's uh, definitely worth picking up. I mean, if he's on your waiver wire, yeah. he's definitely worth picking up over. I mean, I'd rather have Mallet than Sanchez at this point, honestly. Yeah, that's just me. I agree. Uh, we talked about the Buccaneers, Mike Evans. Okay, let's get in this real quick. The Redskins. Did you, I tweeted out? I retweeted a stat that uh, I can't remember. I, I I wish I could credit the tweet, but that RG three has not. Has, they have not won a game that RG the Redskins have not won a game that RG three has started and finished in over a year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, they, uh, yeah, you know, RG three is coming out. Saying he's not throwing people under the bus, but kind of talking back. I mean, he's saying stuff he shouldn't. He, he seems like a because no one a megalomaniac. Else will, I just say because no one else will say it. RG three is a dick, and nobody likes him. Okay, pretty much. He's a dick. He thinks he's awesome, and nobody likes him because of that. Yeah, just because he eats Subway, he thinks yeah. he's super sweet. Yeah, I'll say it. I don't care. I don't know RG three. Yeah, RG three. I'll say it too. You're a dick, RG three. Yeah, dude is uh, a dick. So yeah, his huge. teammates don't like him. And boom. Yeah, he's narcissistic. I mean, he's right. a, again, he's a megalomaniac, man. He thinks he is the greatest thing. He won the Heisman coming out of Baylor, and it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to pass. His teammates don't like him. Jay, I don't think Jay Gruden likes him, and it's it's gonna be a really hard thing to patch up where 
You get with three for the problem is Daniel Snyder likes him. And that's why he's one of the worst owners in the NFL. Right. You know, giving these guys special treatment that come in here, and every guy gives special treatment to to comes in and sucks because they think they're they have special treatment from the owner. So right. RG three is a prime example here where his teammates don't like him, and there's nothing more. You, if your teammates with the quarterback, if your quarterback doesn't get along with the rest of the team, you're in bad bad shape. And honestly, RG three has not looked the part where he could be saying any of this. I mean, but, he's looked horrible. For example, like look what happened in Cleveland. Ben Tate was. It's rumored that you know, like he wasn't, he didn't have any friends on the team. Like he just wasn't buddy buddy with people. Like this is this is what yeah, know, or what they're saying. Like everyone would be in the players' lounge, and he would be sitting by himself in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he said, like he came out last week and said that he missed the camaraderie that they had that he had with the Texans teammates. And same kind of thing is happening, but in this instance, it's with their quarterback. Like people just don't like him. I don't and, like him. Yeah, nobody likes him. He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean that it's really hard to overcome that when it's your quarterback. You can't just yeah. cut, you can't just cut the guy and move on like the Browns did with with you know a running back that's kind of that's kind of mouthing off. And and RG3 is mouthing off here, you know, like he's kind of doing it backhandedly and kind of, you know, like massaging it a little bit more than Ben Tate was, but I mean, it's still it's still the same exact message just getting across. Yeah, and he has Pierre Garçon who you know, almost led the league in receptions last year. You have Deshaun Jackson, you have Alfred Morris. So, you know, they have a good left tackle. They have uh they they have a good enough around offense where he should not be this bad. But he's bad. Again, yeah. you haven't won a game in over a year, RG three. And you're ever talking about other people who need better. You need to be better. Right. You need to find a way to lead your team to wins. Because it's your job as a quarterback, sorry. It's on you. It's always on the quarterback. It's not on the star receiver. It's not on, you know, the star running back. It's on the quarterback. And I don't know what the Redskins are going to do here because obviously it's not going to be on Daniel Snyder. They're not just going to go fire Jake Gruden, but you never know. Yeah, uh, I was going to say it's easier to change a coach than all your whole personnel. Yeah, and I mean, RG3, this is year three of his contract. Uh, so all first-round picks have a four-year or the fifth-year option. So he's going to be due for that next contract really soon. Uh, and I don't care where he goes. Somebody's going to pay this guy 17, 18. He, he probably won't settle anything for less than 20 knowing him, you know. They're like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I, Jay Cutler got $20 million. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I want $25 million a year. Uh, do they trade RG3? Can I, you trade RG3? I was going to say, I don't, I don't mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to speculate. As and get to what? what? Yeah. Right. I mean, what, you, you give up three first-round picks for the guy. You invest your whole future in this guy. Trade him back to the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, oh! How funny would that be? Here, <laughs> just I'll give just, us one first round pick. Give us Sam Bradford and two first round picks. <laughs> you, you can no, have three. I'm like, we'll give you Sam Bradford and one first round pick. Okay. Throw throwing a football. Yeah, no kidding. Just cut Sam Bradford. Are you throwing a James Laurinaitis football <laughs> autograph? Um, yeah, I mean, even his dad, the animal. To, uh, I mean, as far as dynasty though, outlook, and you know, besides NFL outlook. We we touched on this a couple like a month ago that I thought I thought, and we all thought we actually, all thought Kirk Cousins was going to be starting. Well, we were missed about. Oh well, yeah, we were. We were all there. pretty dumb on that. But we weren't wrong that RG three wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely wrong on that. Where we all said we don't want any shares of RG three, right. 
And I know Mike particularly is an RG3 owner, and he was saying, oh, this makes me really sad as an RG3 owner. Well, now he's convinced he's cursed because he has Ben Tate as well. Well, he is cursed. And, and LeGarrette Blunt. So it's, it was a and bad. Zach Stacy took and his start up late. Yeah, league. and Zach Stacy. He, he's had a bad week. He's had a bad life. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm just kidding. Whoa, what? Uh, he's had a bad week, yeah, in uh, fantasy. And, again, I would not want any shares of RG3. I don't have any shares of RG3. He has almost no value whatsoever going forward. And at this point, I'm not ready to say, again, we talked about before, like, he's probably all gonna, he's always going to probably get injured. Yeah, I've, I've always thought that he's a, he's a little frail-looking dude, you know. Yeah, so... All right, we, we, that's a lot. That's a lot we can talk about already. Yeah, three, huh? yeah, we beat that thing. Uh, Broncos, Rams, nothing really great to see here. Kenny Britt had a good game. Don't don't go shoving him in your starting lineup. Okay, 49ers, Giants. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing great there. It wasn't a great game. I don't know. Vikings, Bears. Jay Culler had a nice bounce back. Alshon and, and Marshall had a good game. Yeah, he finally just started tossing it up to Brandon Marshall like he used to do. I don't know why he got away from that. Don't know why you would ever get away from that. Yeah. So they, I guess that's back in in line, and they won a game. So, uh, I wrote about Latavius Murray mm-hmm. in my column, and I was to see if they jump any of these running backs. But Latavius Murray only got four carries, which was the second most on the team. But he had the most yards for Oakland, and he by far. I mean, he's a big. He's six four, six three. Yeah, six. Yeah, two hundred. Very, very fast, yeah. athletic. Uh. And I know it's been on Twitter, other writers wrote about it too, about, you know, it's time for Murray to get his chance. And, I mean, the Raiders got to do something different. And Maurice Jones-Drew isn't worth an NFL roster spot. I mean, those guys are glue factory. Yeah. Same with McFadden. Yeah. It's time to move forward. And it's time to give Latavius Murray a shot here and see what he can do. I mean, McFadden's at least you can hold on to the dude and, like, let him run, like, take a couple of reps here and yeah, there. But he's good for about eight to ten carries. Maurice Jones-Drew, like, seriously? He isn't worth a single carry. Yeah. Like, I, he's, not, he's not worth a roster that spot in the NFL. game day inactive, even if he is on your roster. Like, I mean, you know, like, he shouldn't be active on game day. No, he should be. He is done. Yeah. If you have any shares of Maurice Jones-Drew, if somebody is willing to go buy you a dollar menu item off the – any fast food restaurant for MJD. Take it. Take what you can get. Take a good high five. Take a hug. Yeah, hugs, man. Hugs. Such I mean, I would take. A, I'd. I'd go to anybody that like needs a running back. But such hey, good stress relievers. A nice hug, man. They are. Yeah. They are. Uh, you know, seven seconds of hugs. I think embrace. They develop trust between two people. That's all it takes. Get over here. Yeah, come here. Get over here. Come I'm gonna here. tell you about this trade I want to offer you. Come over here. Come over I'll here. Give you Ma- Maurice Jones Drew for some trust. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll give you Maurice Jones Drew for a second. No, come here, big guy. Trust me. You start hugging. Hi, you wouldn't stare me wrong. Uh, but even if you get like a six round pick, I mean, anything's better at this point than. I mean, anyway. You know, if somebody's like, say somebody had Ben Tate and LeGarrette Blunt, like, hey, dude, I'll give you Maurice Jones-Drew for a six. Okay. Okay. I literally would take anything, and I literally would not give anything. No, I would not give anything. Him, so. Nothing at all. I would he's, not give he's anything. Very, he's very much, uh, he's got no value. He's useless. He is useless. He, he'd be somebody that's going to be hard to really find any fantasy value for the rest of fantasy football. All right. So let's quit wasting time on this. What, MJ, LeGarrette Blunt? MJD jerk. No. Yeah, I'm gonna say Laguerre Blunt will punch you in the face. Oh man! Uh, anything that we didn't cover here? Am I missing anything? I don't think so. 
Um, I think we nailed them, man. We covered it all. That's the Dynasty yeah. Weekend Review. Oh, uh, no. Did we get the Falcons-Panthers? Falcons-Panthers. Sorry. Well, they played football. They did. Uh, Atlanta came away. Atlanta tied for, for they're in first place. <laughs> Why can't the Browns be in that division? Seriously, they're in first place, and Tampa Bay is in last place with a 2-8 and eight record, and they're not out. They're not out of the playoff. Break. Insane, huh? Uh, Matt Ryan continues. I mean, he was 31-45, only had 268 yards and a touchdown. Not the greatest game ever. Uh, Steven Jackson, 41 yards. That's typical of Steven Jackson. Really. Roddy White scored a touchdown. It was nice to see. Julio, 6 for 59. Roddy yeah. White hasn't had a, had, had a bad few weeks, to be honest. I mean, Roddy White's been startable like the past. Oh, yeah. He's a wide receiver three. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's kind of been that way all year long, a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Julio hasn't really put up a big game in a while. No, he, he has, he's been relatively quiet. You're right. Um, the other big news coming out of that one is Anton Smith going on IR. Yeah, his day. He's thirty years old. His day. He, he's cuttable, probably in all formats. He will never be fantasy relevant ever again. But that does do uh, good things for Devonte Freeman. Yeah, I mean, are you happy? I'm. I'm not happy because I mean, come on, be happy. It's it's pretty crappy to be happy when a dude gets injured. But uh, don't De- worry, be happy. Don't worry. But Devonte Freeman um, is obviously going to get a little bit more going forward. Yeah, and he had six carries. Six carries for twenty eight yards. Uh, a start, right. baby step. Again, behind the crap. Right. We've been saying this for a while now. We won't know anything about Devontae Freeman until 2015. Right, or or if Steven Jackson goes down. I mean, that's kind of how it was all year. That's kind of how I saw it. I just thought Steven Jackson wouldn't make it through the year. I, 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 what I'm hoping for Devontae Freeman is like a Shane Vereen kind of role in New England or a poor man's Gio Bernard. Is what like I'm hoping that that's like my optimistic look forward for Devontae Freeman. I'm no longer in that like he's going to be a starter for the Atlanta Falcons. To me, he's always going to be a running back by committee hmm. guy and a guy. I think he's still got a glimpse. He's yeah, got a glimmer. I know bro. you do. Yep. You invested your whole offseason in that guy. Um, do you think this is a good time to buy low on Julio, Mouse? No. You never know. No, there's no good time to. No. Because he had what? Because he had one down game or two? A couple, man. Come on. If anyone's going to jump ship on Julio, they're an idiot. Come so, here, big I mean, guy. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, it is a good time. Uh, Kelvin, another Kelvin Benjamin, nine catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. I know, man. He's a, he's a beast. Oh, I can't wait to do our end of the season redraft to see where these people go. I know, man. This is going to be fun. Kelvin Benjamin, man. Again, oh. Again, he's – wait till that team gets better, too. I mean, when, they're, when they have an offensive line and a running game to kind of take some pressure off of Kelvin. I mean, yep. this guy is just a touchdown scoring machine. Yeah, because offensively they've looked terrible. I mean, we said in the beginning of the year, Kelvin's value would be his touchdowns. Like, he's probably not going to have the greatest receiving yards this year, but he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. Well, guess what? He's catching a lot of balls, he's gaining a lot of yards, and he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. Well, I guess that's what happens when you run a fake 40 and you screw everybody up and, and fake them out, and they don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, like what people, is that? He's people saying, like me. ran a fake 40, he faked you out big. People man. like me think he's real slow because he ran a slow 40 time. But he looked slow in college, too. But whatever. Um, Calvin Benjamin looks awesome. Greg Olson, yeah. another double digit point. Nothing crazy. Five for 61. Yeah, you know, that's that's not a bad floor. You know, I mean, you see uh, Von got cut today? Who? Jason Amat. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Something about he complained about his role. Yep. Everybody's getting no, cut. He, uh, he mouthed off about the offensive coordinator. And, boop. See ya. See ya. Peace out, homie. It's the uh, day of reckoning here. If you mouth off, you're out. Yeah, I mean, then that was, I mean, Tangelo averaged 4.1 yards a year. I'm going to be really interested to see where they do with it running back next year, uh, where they take one. 
uh, you know, obviously gonna go, they have to go offensive line first round no matter what. Their offensive line is terrible. They have got about four guys they got to replace on that offensive line. Yeah, they could they could draft a whole offensive line yep. there. Uh, but besides that, I mean, there's nothing really too crazy coming out. Calvin's a beast. Julio still. Matt says, "Don't you can't buy low on Roddy White serviceable." You probably got another year and a half left on Roddy. Oh yeah, I think so. Yep. He's he's probably somebody I'd try and buy. Like see if you can get for like if you're making a playoff push, you need a receiver. Maybe you can get for like a high second. I think so. I think that's his value right now. Because you're a Roddy owner, would you? I mean, would you take a high second for Roddy if you didn't need him? If in, I if I was if I was out of contention, which I'm not, I would I would be looking to sell him. Yeah. I yeah. Would, and and a high second is something I would be looking for. But I mean, it's kind of hard to find a high second with a guy that's contending. True. So I mean, you know, it, you might end up settling settling for like a, a low second and a third or something like that. He he he's been so consistent right now, like you said, these last couple of weeks, he'd be somebody to where if I'm an owner, this is the time I'm trying to possibly move because I'll probably have another decent year next year, possibly even a better year next year. Yeah. I but agree. then that's probably gonna be, That'll be it. about it for Roddy. So now's a good sell high time. And if not you know you can get away next year, but I mean if you want to get good value it's always the end of the season. It's the playoff pushes where you can get your best value. Like these weeks right here in dynasty leagues where you can make moves now because people want to make the playoffs. People want to win a championship. So people are willing to go up a little bit more because they, they could see it. They could taste it. They want to get it. They want to get their share. So now's the time to sell these guys like Roddy white. And he's, you know? and he's rounding into the type of player that you want in your lineup as a, as a wide receiver three earlier in the year, it was kind of like iffy whether or not you wanted him in wide receiver three or not on a weekly basis and I think he's he's over that hump and and you do want him back in your lineup, you know. Absolutely. And again, any anybody that that fits in that Roddy White kind of category. Uh too bad Steve Smith fell off so hard cuz he'd be a perfect another guy, perfect guy to be selling high, but he yeah. he went from being superstar to almost to no value yep. whatsoever. But any of those kind of guys, not Steve Smith exactly, but like a Roddy White who holds value as a wide receiver 3, maybe low end wide receiver 2. Are guys you kind of want to move or buy, or buy again, if you're in, in contention. If you're giving up, a, if you want, if you want to win and you need a receiver, you know, and you just have to give up a second, at, you 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 got to go for the win at this point. Yeah, you so, might be able to look at a guy like Andre Johnson as well. I mean, like it hasn't had the best year, but it seemed like Mal was actively trying to get him involved in that game. And Andre, somebody you might be able to get like a late first for. Right. Like I know I'm an Andre owner. I've I've had him his whole career, and that's a good point. Like if I was out of it. And if maybe I somehow get out of it, that might be a guy I try to sell and maybe get like a first for just now because he'll, right. he'll again, he'll be somebody that has value next year too. Right. But he's at the end of the ropes as well. So, you know, sometimes you just got to, you got to know when it, it's, it's a big part of dynasty, know when to cut bait. Yep. You know, is somebody good? Yeah. But if you want to get good value back, you got to give up something to, to give. So it if you're going to do the, it, do it, it keep, older guys. Keeps the natural cycle going, you know, man, you got to, you got to keep reloading. You can't just have your team fall, fall apart. And all grow old at the same time. You got to keep reloading it, man. Yep. And, to, and you're gonna miss out on some of these draft picks. And it stinks sometimes when you get a draft pick because you always take the risk. But where you might miss, you always you also have the opportunity to get somebody like a Devonte Adams, where the upside looks really good, or a guy like Kelvin. I mean, right oh. now if I said, hey, I'll give you Andre Johnson for Kelvin Benjamin, it'd be crazy. But last year, if you traded Andre for like the late first, where Kelvin went kind of like in the later of the first, like between like eight and twelve, right. You know, with Calvin, I mean, obviously at this yeah, point. Yeah, you could end up with Calvin. You could end up with Odell Beckham. You could end up with a whole bunch of guys that are, are all really upside great guys. upside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now's the time to do that. Yep. Now's the time because guys, 
and, and people had that mindset too. Like, hey, okay, I'll give you my first. It's gonna be pick number twelve, anyways, right? Exactly. That's why I always tell everybody anyway, anyway, all the time. Like, hey, I'll give you pick twelve. I'll be my first round pick. It's gonna be pick twelve, anyways. It's like an early second round pick, anyways. That's right. So yeah, now's the time to do that. Um, I want to thank everybody that went on iTunes and gave us a ranking. All those couple more people that went on there. This is two weeks in a row that uh, we've got more rankings. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't done it yet. This is my third week in a row asking. Go ahead and get if you don't know, take the time. You know, we're not rushing you. We've got we got all we got our whole lives ahead of us, people. But if you can, a nice you know, the holidays are coming around. Tis the season to give. You know. Give us a rating. Tell you <laughs> give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah. That's all we ask. That's all we're asking. A little clickety click. It's really it's free. A possible little review. It's the easiest you know? gift you can you can get this holiday season for anybody. And for us particular. It only takes a couple minutes. You know. When, again, what we said before, when the people in the box and there's a little piece of paper in there that says DynastyNerds.com, and they say, what is this? I'm like, I just changed <laughs> Exactly. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah. Good luck with all your championships. Happy Kwanzaa. Good luck winning. <laughs> Glory in the winning circle now. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys, you know, again, that helps us get our podcast and more, but we really appreciate everybody that's got on there. Uh, you know, we have this, we're up to 30 five-star ratings. Out of the thousands of people that listen out there. Nice. That's a good percentage. Yeah, you know. I'll take that. Uh, but we appreciate somewhere. that. Appreciate you guys getting on DynastyNerds.com, uh, checking out the site, checking out the articles, checking out the rankings, and getting on the forum. Uh, and hitting us up on Twitter, you know, at DynastyNerds. You can always hit me up on Twitter and ask me anything your heart desires that is fantasy-related. Uh, I'm at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyMatt. Uh, if you want to catch up with Mike, who's out, at DynastyNerdMike. Yep. We'll be back next week if you want to tell them, hey, can't wait to see, hear your voice next hey, week. I missed man. you on the podcast. <laughs> There's guys out there. Hey, I missed you on the podcast, man. Hope everything's going good. Can't wait to hear your voice. Quit being creepy. <laughs> I think this guy loves me. I got a stalker on Twitter. It's okay. Uh, I want a stalker. Come here. Give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so until then guys uh, I want to trust you <laughs> Good luck here entering week 12 uh, Most leagues start their playoffs Weeks 14, 15, 16 So it gives us two more weeks to make that push This is it man, this is uh, this is go time Yeah, and for most re- you know, If you're obviously listening to us, you're likely in a dynasty league As most people see their uh, Fantasy leagues coming to an end we just see a whole new beginning cycle coming Starting here. Starting the cycle, man. We got the playoffs All coming, and when the playoffs end, psh, it's the greatest part of being in a dynasty league. Oh man, Ricky talk. Oh yeah, trade talk. It's gonna be amazing. And we have a lot to talk about this offseason. Oh, yes. So, until then, let's uh, get to the playoffs. Let's uh, let's all get that W. If not, let's make some trades to get to accumulate more picks because there's going to be some good players coming out this year as well. Absolutely, man. Until then, good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, guys. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.